Welcome to Beyond the Sale podcast. Hello, friends. This is Ty Bello. And before we begin today's podcast on leadership, I wanted to share about a series that we're about to begin. I believe that good sales leadership, management, and coaching are key elements in every sales professional's success. While oftentimes these words may seem synonymous, they really are not. Each one has a very specific role that it plays in the guiding of a sales professional. Today we begin our journey with leadership and a bit of a roadmap, if you will, on how to lead, train, educate, and coach the younger generation. Now, a lot has been written about these younger people, the Gen Xers and Millennials. In today's podcast, I thought it would be fun to get a younger person's perspective on how this generation desires to be led, trained, educated, and coached. I hope you enjoy this session. I had a blast recording it. The Sales Leadership Management Coaching Series will begin in just a few short days, so stay tuned and thanks for listening. Welcome to Beyond the Sale podcast. We believe that information without application leads to frustration. Sales is a profession, not just a job, and investing in your sales career is key to driving success. Hey, I'm your host, Ty Bello, and I'm joined today by my son, Chris, who's going to give us a perspective on the older generation leading the younger generation and how we may need to coach them while we train them. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about leadership. Chris, thank you so very, very much for being here today and for sharing your perspective with what I think the folks that are listening will really get a great deal. But first, let's provide some context, if you will, to the listeners, maybe a little bit about your background, about your family, your education, and what your role is today in the workplace. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, background of myself, I'm, I'm married to my college sweetheart. I'm a father of three. And uh, I live in the Indianapolis area, uh, northwest side in a small town called Zionsville. And I have been in the new home construction industry for the last uh, five years. And I have uh, grown from an assistant to now actually being able to manage my own jobs. Um, And so it's been a very fun journey, unforeseen journey, um, but again, fun and exciting at the same time. That's great. Thanks for introducing yourself that way. Good job. Well, you and I, obviously, we've known each other for quite a long time, and you and I have had many conversations about today's topic, and I believe that you have a strong perspective that you really want to share with our listeners. I also believe that both you know, a member of the new generation, which you are, also an employee and a leader in your, in your own right, while this does not make you an expert, and we're not trying to claim that you are, your desire in this area is to really improve yourself. And as you're doing that, you're studying and you're trying to learn what the newer generation really wants and what will impact them the most. So let's jump right in, okay? And let's talk a little bit about these main areas. Let's focus on leadership, coaching, and training and education. So first, right off the bat, what what does the new generation really want when it comes to being led? I would break it down into two words, being seen and noticed. Um, When we see that we are, what we are doing and have done, me speaking for the younger generation, being noticed, um, that develops a drive to do more. And I believe that if the younger generation feels like just another employee or 
if you're in a larger company, just another number, um, the drive and the ambition will go down. Uh, how they are seen is different for all people. Um, as leaders, taking the time to know your team will make a big difference as well. Some, for me personally, uh, I am one that if you just walk by, my, one of my managers to walk by and say, hey, good job today, or thanks for taking care of this, that goes a long, long way. For some, people don't need that at all. They just need it once a month. For me, if it's a weekly thing, that continues to say, hey, what you're doing is being seen, what you're doing is being noticed, and then that just drives the ambition behind it. Yeah, see, and that's why I wanted to have this this talk with you on this podcast is because, you know, we're talking about sales here and th this applies so so much not just in leadership, right, for any any job, but for sales in particular. I mean, these are highly motivated, engaged individuals that yes, they need that motivation of being noticed or being seen. And sometimes we as leaders, we forget that and we don't do that with them. And so your perspective there, just sharing with what you do on your sites by just saying that to some of the team members that you have working with you and you having that being said to you, it really is something that we can use, obviously, I believe in the sales arena as well. So, okay. So, so what about, about coaching the new generation? You know, I, I guess the first question really here is, do, do you think the new generation really wants to be coached? I believe the younger generation definitely wants to be coached, but at the same time, I believe it's more complicated than that. Um, as we just shared about knowing your team, um, coaching is based on knowing and reaching each team member. And in coaching the younger generation, I believe the coaches need to learn how to coach each member specifically. Um, learn not just what motivates them, but how they can inspire them and really reach them on a more uh, personal level as well. Um, if a leader or coach would just become grounded with each team member, they will learn how they are best coached and then how they will, by being coached that way, will accomplish the things that they have set out before them. And I agree with that. And you're, you're so right on that, that every one is different, obviously, and we need to coach them differently. The agenda for the coaching can be the same, but we need to coach each individual as the individual to obviously draw the most out of them that we can and while we're filling them up. So tell me about, about this. So we know now you shared a great, great information about the leader being a coach and what we have to do on our side. What about the responsibility of the person being coached? What responsibility do you think they have? I think they need to know how they learn, which in the sense of how do they best process information? For me, I'm visual, I'm hands-on. For some, it's you can give them a book and they can read it and they have it. Um, so they need to know how they best learn and how they like to be coached and be um, upfront and honest with their management team and saying, this is how I process things. This is how I am best coached. Not in an arrogant sense, like this is the only way you can communicate to me. Um, but 
being upfront and honest with their coach or their manager so that they know how to coach them. Um, and then they can, by doing that, then they can dive into what motivates that person and what's behind the motivation. What's the means to an end of that motivation. So for me, for my, for me, they know that I like to be coached a certain way and that my motivation is my family. That means my motivation is my family. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense completely. And so that's, that's really, really good. So you already know for yourself because you've been coached before, but you know what really resonates with you and reaches you. And, and I would agree. I think that's a big responsibility of the person being coached. And I believe that uh, aside from that is really knowing their job, right? Really understanding their job, their role and their function. Everyone's growing, right? No one starts out in a job and knows everything about the job. You're still learning. I'm still learning. Everyone does. And so that kind of leads us to the, the, the last section that we wanted to talk about, and that's training and education, right? And so training and education, especially like in an onboarding process, let's just talk there, right? Not, not just the <laughs> continuation after they're already there, but just in the onboarding process and development of that new job. What do you think the new generation is looking for in that training and onboarding education process? I think that they are looking for meaning. I think they're, so they're just stepping into this new role. So for some, it might be right out of college. They don't even know if this is like, this is it for them. So they're, it could be financial, but it also could just be meaning for them as an individual. So they're looking for the meaning. They're looking as to the why, like, why am I here? Um, and I think that the education and training and how it's done is key in, in with this younger generation. Um, and again, going from how they're coached, if this makes sense, I'm kind of talking in circles, don't mean to be, but it really goes back to, knowing yourself and how. I like that. No, that's really good. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. So this is, this is really, really great information. Now, this one here is, is maybe a little, it's kind of off topic a little bit, but not, not, not too far. We understand the training from, from your perspective, the leading from your perspective and the onboarding and so forth. And that's been great. But, but what about this? Cause I'm going to tell you, this is what I hear almost Every time I'm coaching an older generation person who's trying to lead and coach a younger generation person, and that is they don't feel like the younger generation takes ownership of their job or their role and responsibility. So from your seat, okay, as a younger generation person, how do we, how, how can I instill that ownership in the new generation we call it pride, call it enthusiasm, call it joy, call it happiness, what, whatever that is. How can I help that along? From, from my experience and what I've seen and even with the friends that I've communicated with, it, I don't want to be redundant, but if, if, if they don't feel more than just a number or if they don't feel more than just a seat filled, um, then the ambition and the drive won't be there. So for me and from my experience that I've seen is if they 
if they are given power, I say in quotations, if they're given some sort of power within their role and they see that what they do impacts their role, that will develop that sense of ownership. Um, and when they see that, if it's just the little power that they have and the role that that plays in their position, then they're able to see the good and the bad of that power, right? So if they're, if they take that power, whatever they're over and they do it incorrectly, they're seeing the repercussions of that. But if they do that, if they do it correctly, they're seeing the benefits of that, which I think is both great. I mean, the best way to learn is to fail. I hate to say it that way, but if they're able to see that and have grace from the leadership and management to do that, then, um, then it, a, it won't happen again. They'll learn from it, but then they also see the ripple effect of what they're doing. No, that's good. Good job. Yeah. Good, good job. Thanks for sharing that. So one last question regarding, uh, three things, leadership, coaching, and managing, because that's what this whole series is going to be about, right? That we're going to try to help our folks that listen to the Beyond the Sale podcast, how they can lead, how they can coach, how they can manage. From your position, obviously, leading, coaching, and managing is, is one person, right? I'm your leader. I'm your coach. I'm your manager. And we've had a lot of conversations about this. I want to see what your thoughts are. When you think of those three things, leadership, coaching, managing, briefly, in your own, in your own words, your own perspective, how do they differ for you, the receiver of the leadership, the coaching, and the managing? So leadership, how's that different than coaching and managing? So <clears throat> for me, if I could put a phrase to it, to each one, leading come along, come, come beside me or right behind me and let me show you, let me show you how this is done or let me show you how to be successful in this field or successful in this area of life. Coach is, I honestly think um, a leader develops into a coach and then a coach develops into a manager but you can't stop being one or the other. Mm. So you're always a leader. You're always a coach. And you're, and once you become the manager, you're always a manager. So once you have led that person beside you or just directly behind you and showing them, mm. you've learned, you've, you've learned that person, you know how they tick. So now you're able to step back and coach them. Not necessarily say, Hey, this is how you do this. This is, Hey, here's this opportunity. I want you to take it. Then once you have had that opportunity to do that, then you can quote unquote, step into that management role where you're managing slash coaching multiple people and you're able to manage what you're putting on their plate because you know how they tick, you know, their ambitions you know their drive because you led them and then you coach them. And now that you're able to manage what they're doing 
You're not just throwing them to the, I think the, the hardest thing for me, I not a big fan of the word manager is because in the past I've had so many managers, quote unquote managers, just throw me to the wolves. They don't even take into consideration who the person is. They don't take consideration how they learn, what motivates them, um, how they like to be coached. They're just, Hey, this needs to be done by their manager. And then they just throw it to their team without any consideration of this person's actually better at this. And you know what I mean? Dispersing the Mm -hmm. responsibilities. No, that's good. Really, really good. Good explanation too. I like it a lot. And I think folks are going to appreciate that because it is, uh, it is something that we as leaders have to be able to maneuver through every single circumstance. Is this an opportunity for me to lead? Is this an opportunity for me to, for me to coach? Is this an opportunity for me to manage? And one thing that we've always said at Team at Work was coach people, manage things. Let's manage the process, manage the numbers, but let's coach people and manage things. Let's not manage people. Let's coach them, coach them through. Let's lead, lead by the servant's heart, right? Servant's heart of leadership. And I like what you said before. Let me show you. Let me come behind you. Let me show you. I like all of those. Those are really, really good. So Chris, this would be great. And I think this is a great kickoff to this series that we're going to be doing on coaching, leading, and managing for those sales professionals that are out there. So thanks so much for being a part of today. And uh, also, I want to thank everyone for listening today to Beyond the Sale podcast. You know, again, where we believe that information without application leads to frustration, sales is a profession, not just a job. And investing in your sales career is key to driving success. So please, friends, make today, make this week productive and not just active. Being In part of what you do every single day, bring content, not calories to your clients. Sales reps bring cookies. Professionals bring content. You have a choice, so choose wisely. This concludes this episode of Beyond the Sale Podcast. Be on the lookout for our next podcast later this month.